hello everyone and welcome to the 24th uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, I'm Jose. <laughs> I'm Richard. And today we're going to be talking about uh, The Other, which is, my God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Richard it's was saying, so. you know, we should discuss that one while drunk. It's here. <laughs> I haven't quite managed tonight, though I should have. Uh, so, um, yeah, look, why don't you start on it, actually? Yeah, so so uh, the other, it's 1999, I think. It's the it's it's on Netflix, and it's the it's the final one of the films that's on Netflix, uh, which is a and it's a very odd film. Um, but by the end, I, I decided I really liked it in a way. Yes, I decided it, I really liked it actually. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it's very it's very strange. We'll explain the reasons it's strange, and and, uh, and I think for a start. If you watch this as your first Shaheen film, you'd be like, "What the fuck yes. is this?" And if I think also, if you were only watching the films on Netflix and watched them chronologically, and this would be the last one you watched, it would leave you with like, "What? What happened?" Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, he made a few more films after this, but yeah, it, it's. I. I just found. I mean, I. I I, I kind of loved it, but it's completely deranged. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I, I kind of loved it, uh, you know, because it is deranged, actually. I mean, you've got to admire the guy. All his concerns, interests, passions, uh, they're all in this film, right? Yeah. So, you know, you, you have the 1950s Egyptian upper crust melodramatic musicals you know mm. you have uh um the auteurist you know i want to go to new york here gershwin yeah you mm. have all the politics of of nation of what is being what is egypt and being an egyptian you have all the issues of religious tolerance you know and religious intolerance yep. you know you you have um uh, you the the gender relations that you often get very powerfully in his films, very put. powerfully. Um, uh, families, um, you know, generations and families, and 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 you know, sons rebelling against their parents and daughters rebelling against their parents and so on. Um, but yeah, it's re it's the tone. It, I, I I thinking about it after having watched the whole thing, because when I was watching the first half hour or so, I was thinking, what the what the hell is going on here? Yes. What, what is this film? And then I th thinking about it afterwards, it's kind of like Serial Mom. Uh, it's a little bit like that, but little. But it, you know, the thing that I have with um, with John Waters is that, in some ways, well, in some ways, in every way. I mean, he flouts his superficiality, but the fact mm. is that he is superficial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's an intelligent person. You can certainly read a lot into the films and so on, but the films as films are quite superficial. Whereas, yeah. you know, I think Shaheen's films are not, right? You know, so it has like this incredible sweep, this melodramatic flair. I mean, I think the films are really whatever you know, the cinematic equivalent of Shakespeare is. They are Shakespearean films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. so he's not afraid of incest and wars and rape. I mean, this film has it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's kind of treated, you know, incredibly entertainingly, but also seriously and imaginatively, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you yeah. know... Um, that scene where uh, the mother, uh, uh, you know, t tells her son, well, your daughter, you know, your wife will never make it into the upper class. She'll never understand ballet. And she pushes mm. this curtain. And what you get is a scene from uh, Julien Duvivier's The yes. Great Waltz, right? I mean, that's amazing, you know? It's mm. kind of, mm. uh, it's, it's, it's operatic, it's cinematic, yeah. it's swirling. It makes a statement, but it's also like a, a kind of a, a leap of fantasy, you know, yeah. a kind of a great yeah. use of language or of, of at least cinematic language. Or, you know, I mean, it is kind of 
both ridiculous and gobsmacking, and it makes its point, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, we, 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 we will, we will come to explaining what the film was about, but, but it's sort of essentially the tone of it is so odd, and the, the style of it is so odd that you, you know, having knowing what a great filmmaker he is, you have to assume that what's on screen is deliberate yes. that this is what his intent this is his intention and so essentially i mean there, there were elements i mean there were scenes that i just found scenes that i found shocking there were scenes that i found really funny and i you know then i think well i thought about afterwards well yeah this is that that's intentional yeah. I, I i can't believe well, that humor is unintentional i mean i think the thing about intentionality here is it has to also be a little bit blunted by finance Right. So you can definitely argue that all his ideas are intentional and yeah. that he's got the skill to realize them. But I think you can tell that he doesn't always have the money to realize mm. them, even though these are, you know, incredibly expensive films by Egyptian standards. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of the special effects, they make their point. But they're really yeah. poor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's just say that this is not the most convincing virtual reality and <laughs> computer gaming type film yeah. you've ever seen. But on the other um, hand, isn't it amazing that? Yeah, I, I, I love all that old technology. I mean, I feel I mean, you know, old technology. You know, it's twenty-one years old. Um, but the 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 because watching that film, it's a bit like watching films like. You know, war games or electric dreams or whatever where it's it's sort of very early use of, of like theory things around cyberspace people didn't really know what the internet was um and but and so he's kind of trying to represent the internet when people wouldn't really know what it was and uh yeah it's 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 fascinating yes um i mean you know all of those explorations of virtual reality of the internet of hacking you know in an egyptian film from 1999 i mean i i just mm. think you know, the ideas behind it are amazing. You know, mm. you are watching these crappy, really old computers. Even in 1999, those computers were old, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Well, it's, well I, don't, I don't know. It's hard to, it, 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 it's hard to remember because I'm trying to think what I, what I would have, the computer I would have had at home at that point would have been a big PC. desktop. Yeah, me too. With, a, with a, like a big CRT screen. And the computer I would have had at work would have been, I think, actually... At that point, I'm, no, yeah, yeah, I, I would have had a PC, but it was a PC logging onto a mainframe computer and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And so, what you know, and, and I, I had probably dial-up internet at home. It was probably around the time that I had dial-up internet at home, you know, CompuServe or something. I would have had dial-up uh, internet, I suppose, as well. Yeah, uh, but you wouldn't have had it for that long, and it's hard to remember that how yeah. recent it is that that's been been, you know, the the the, the thing. Yeah. Um... It felt both futuristic and cheesy. I mean, those computers mm. looked old, right? The monitors were incredibly yeah. grainy. I don't remember even my monitors in the 1990 being that granular, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, it depends if you're talking 1992 or 1999, but the film is 1999, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're right. Um, but, and anyway, I don't want to berate the film for that. I just want to say... No that the ideas behind it are often much better than the way that they're executed. Yeah. And I think that yeah. is financial. It's not, you know, it's not lack of imagination. And in some ways, I don't care. That, you know, I don't mind it. I'm just saying, you know, that yeah. sometimes... You... I, yeah. I, I think I, you know, I, I sort of loved all those scenes and, and, and I, mean, I, I did find them funny and the, the one that I, I, I did sort of capture it and I'll, I'll, I'll send you the video of the bit where they hack into the computer and this is just zo this amazing zoom into the computer screen it says outside hacker <laughs> yes i love that I, I, <laughs> like, we're in yeah. hooray and it, it was that was hilarious or, but but i i you know i i think that was i think that was the intent yes. i think the intent was that, that this is funny uh, i think th that i'm less sure of because you know i do think that the film is shakespearean you're meant to be moved by it. Uh, I think it's meant to be political and it's meant to be a critique of neoliberalism and the new world order. Uh, and, um, you know, the it's meant to have this Romeo and Juliet thing mm. at the center. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe with a dash of Hamlet and 
Well, you know, what's the what's the one? Corolanus, is it? Where what does the woman eat? The mother eat her children. <laughs> oh, Titus Andronicus. Titus Andronicus. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. this film has bits of all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's de there's definitely a lot of Hamlet with the you know the mother. The mother. And son. Yeah. There's yeah certainly Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah. But it, I, and the other thing that struck me is thinking comparing it with Destiny, where Destiny was essentially all about the rise of religious extremism, but it was concealing that by telling that story within a historical drama. This is kind of also about that, but concealing it by being a kind, essentially a glossy soap opera. Because really, what this reminded me of more than anything else, yeah. and, I, and and I also looked at reviews. For contemporary reviews, which made the same point, it reminded me of Dynasty. Yes, and that, uh, yeah. and and I, you know, I, I saw, I found two American reviews at the time, both mentioned, both both described the mother as being like John Collins. I know, Dynasty. but that could and, be more um, a failure of American. Oh, po possibly of because I'm sure because I'm sure else. I'm sure that 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 style of drama uh exists in in, in egyptian cinema and tv but uh, but it struck me because I, I and i'm saying this from position position of uh <laughs> i'm saying this from a position of having within the last five years watched the whole of dynasty that <laughs> 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 it really reminded me of that and and there were there were particular you know the whole plot around you know, the son marries the daughter from the wrong side of the tracks, and then the daughter is working to bring down the family. I mean, that's all stuff that happens in Dynasty. Yeah, but that's just uh, the stuff that happens in melodrama, really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it really, you know, it really reminded me of that. And I'm sure, and, and I'm, I mean, as I say, I'm sure he wasn't basing it on Dynasty. He was basing it on, you know, whatever the Egyptian yeah. equivalent commercial melodrama is. But essentially, I, I, I strikes me that that's what he was trying to do. He was deliberately trying to make a commercial melodrama to make his political point. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, because I wonder how commercial this film was, you know, or would have been in Egypt, because the thing is, it's too much of an auteur film. It's mm. a hodgepodge of all his obsessions, including the political ones. So actually, just having a mother who's American and rich and has, in quotation marks, false values. <laughs> yeah, that all she cares about is money. <laughs> you know, does not make it, to me, you know, the uh, does not make Dynasty the, the main influence, you know. Mm, yeah. uh, so, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I think the, the thing about the reference to Dynasty is that the film has this great overblown role, yeah, mm. uh, for... A middle-aged actress, yeah, she, yeah, uh, and she's great. I, yeah. I think she, she's fa fantastic. Uh, you know, you, you think when you start watching the film, you think essentially you you, you would think okay, the the lead characters are the young couple, but no, actually, it, it's her. I think she's she's amazing. Yes, um, um, she you know she wears great clothes. She's given lots of money. You know, she's given all the power in the film. Like the husband is just a nothing. That you know, mm. she does whatever she wants with. Um, and, you know, in loving her son too much, she kills him. Spoiler. <laughs> you know, so, so it's very entertaining, I must say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's also incredibly camp. Uh, yeah. The, you know, there are things that recur in Shaheen. He gets bolder as, as he gets older. I mean, you know, so now that we're looking for it, like, it is very striking that so much attention on bodies and crotches and breasts. <laughs> I mean, the, the scene where, the, where the, the male, the young guy is standing in front of the mirror, basically wearing a jock strap. Yes. You know, well, <laughs> it's just like, and then his mother comes in. It's know. Like... <laughs> you know, and actually, there are scenes where he looks at himself and says, oh, I've got good breasts or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I've got a, yeah, yeah. A, 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 he wouldn't have said breasts, but I've got a good chest or something. That's so, so, that, good that, pecs, that's what he said. That's actually something I noticed about this one, that the, the subtitling, the English subtitles were really quite clunky, yeah. and it, it, so I, I wonder whether it, whether that was part of the problem. I'm afraid that, I forgot that it was on Netflix, so I saw the French version that I had. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when I'm quoting, I am quoting from the dialogue. Mm. Uh, you know, the characters uh, speak. 
Uh, okay. So, but I was really struck by that, you know, that uh, the only nudity, so to speak, and it's very innocent, it's just a man taking mm. a shirt off, really. But all of the attention is on that shirt being off, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of the woman is fully dressed next to him. They have a heterosexual sex scene. But really, all the sexual attention is on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it feels like, you know, quite strange in a way. I mean, that's mm. not the way that things normally work in, in cinema, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want to tell the plot a little bit? So perhaps we've now lost everyone by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the plot there, it's this young guy who is the, so he, uh, who is called Adam and he's played by the guy who plays the younger brother in destiny. Um, he is a PhD student, I guess in, and he's studying in the States and he's doing a, a doctorate about, um, the rise of religious terrorism of various sorts. Um, and he, he, he flies back home, uh, sees this journalist, this young girl journalist at the airport and they immediately fall in love with each other. Um, and then they don't speak, obviously they just fall in love with each other with their eyes like you do. And like then he goes the to, to, yeah. And then he, he's picked up by his, by, by his mother in this big limo while the girl gets on this bus and this crowded bus. And you know, he's, the mother takes him home in this big mansion. He's like, Oh, you got a new mansion. Yes. We bought the mansion. It's a surprise. You know? <laughs> and, um, they, there's all these glamorous parties going on. It basically transpires that the, uh, the mother and, 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 and father are, are essentially, there's some kind of scam going on. You know, they're, they are um, building this resort and they're claiming to be building a religious um, community. Yeah, they're scamming thing. money from the Multi government, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and the, 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 young girl, the young woman journalist um, goes there and exposes this, but also because they fall in love, they elope and get married. So essentially you've got this young married couple and the, the 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 woman is is basically writing newspaper stories about how corrupt the husband's parents are yeah. she also has it transpires a brother who's a muslim uh, who's, fundamentalist who, who's a muslim fundamentalist terrorist <laughs> in, a, in a terrorist cell and so the uh the mother who is a little too involved with her son decides to break up the marriage and she decides the best way to do this is essentially to to fund the terrorist group um uh, to uh, and and you know it doesn't end well let's put it that way it, it's sort of the interesting thing about the mother is that she seems like this machiavellian mm. queen or something who's got access you know to all the how do you call the computer black hole or black yeah, Internet. the dark net the or something. So net. she's got all, yeah, she's got all these photos of all his of all the son's past girlfriends yeah. and all these surveillance photos and things. It's very it's very because it, yeah, you you just get to this point where you suddenly go to her office and she's got these all these computers yes. and all these photos, and then she she uses what she gets in touch with the um, with the the terrorist brother um, via kind of some instant messenger thing. And then, then they go, oh, we'll use virtual reality to talk. And they're, they're, they have this conversation sitting in the Eiffel Tower, yes. so, whereas that, that's really in their heads. Yes, you know, they have, it's, they have it's, dinner by virtual reality in the Eiffel yeah. Tower. <laughs> it's, I mean, there are so many films like that in the, the sort of late, in the, in, 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 in the 90s, where people were just trying to make films about, you know, cyber something or virtual something and yes. and, and, and it's sort of it's, it's it's really interesting seeing an egyptian film trying to do that yes um i um let me take it back to the beginning a little bit because you know mm. one of the things that i love about the film is the way that it begins and it begins again you know as this love letter to movie new york yeah it's mm. the new york of broadway and broadway shows and gershwin yeah, and yeah, the the uh, you know Carnegie Hall, and one of the fascinating things is that it has a lecture at Columbia University by Edward Said, yeah, the, you know the famous theorist, Palestinian theorist of Orientalism, who I think went to the same school. He yeah, he went to the same school, not at the same time. Well, he was a couple of years below Shaheen, I think. But they both they both talk about this in. in they both have mentioned 
being at John Gilgo's final performance as Hamlet. Yes. <laughs> so um, harking back to Alexandria. And I was reading something on Said about how, you know, the thing about going to the school, which is like the Eton of, of, mm. of Egypt or something, was that they were told initially that everybody had to speak English, that English was the language of the school and that they would be punished for speaking any other language. So that actually speaking Arabic took on like a defiant frisson. It was like an mm, act of, mm. of rebellion, right? And actually, I thought that was interesting because one of the things about, um, about Shaheen that I don't have access to, unfortunately, but I would like to, is he often talks about Arabic as this language of poetry, of beauty, of mm. you know how much the language means to him, yeah? just like English does to us. Right? It's not just something to communicate with, it's a language that expresses things that are otherwise inexpressible, right? You mm, know, he's a mm. kind of a great admirer of just like the beauty and the potentiality of the languages and the uses of the language yeah. itself. Uh, so kind of, you know, th yeah, th uh, that struck me as, mm. uh, you know, something that he, he deploys. Um, obviously, we can't be the judge of that because, you know, we don't know how the language is used. We don't even know how the lyrics in the songs are used. Right. Yeah. Because so, yeah. um, there's a lot of songs. Right? Yeah. So there are there are songs in this, but they, but it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not a musical in the sense that Destiny was, because essentially the the songs are kind of on the soundtrack. But um, all, apart from the ones when when they're singing in parties and so on, it's different. Yeah. But there are most of the lengthy songs are are you know playing in the background while action happens. I guess. Yeah. Um, class is much made of, and mm. you know it's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, because it seems to me that we see a transformation in Shaheen, or at least in mm. the films that are set in, you know, the relatively modern era, because, you know, we begin with peasants. Yeah. And so when he talks about mm. rural areas of Egypt, to be poor is to be landless or you know, to have little mm. or to be uh, have little plots of land and you know you can feel the poverty but actually there's something weird when he gets older because it seems to me that in this film what he's characterizing as being from the wrong side of the tracks is basically quite an upper middle class person or at yeah, least a middle class I think, person yeah because i'd say the flat that um the so the the the, the young journalist lives with her mother in this in this flat which actually it's quite a nice flat it's, quite a nice it's, bigger, flat. Than my, it's bigger than my flat I... um and it you know it, it's it's basically i would say the that is as that flat that she's living in is kind of similar to the sort of flat that you know papa amin and his family live in yes. or that or you know so um also I mean, clearly the... she's a journalist she's not like a street seller, you know, yeah, of, yeah, of, of of sweets or something. I mean, I mean, she's like, she, yeah, she's a plucky, and she's a plucky young journalist. She's basically Lois Lane. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you know, she's um, not, she's not the 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 character in Cairo Station, right? No, you know. No. So so actually, I just thought that was like bizarre that the classes, not bizarre, but something interesting and worth thinking about that the class oppositions are really the international global elite, yeah, people mm. who have homes in New York and Cairo and London, and middle-class people who are tied <coughs> to their country and their institutions and their language yeah, in a different way. It, it, no, it's, it, it's interesting because the, you know, the boy studies in, 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 in the States and he has a friend who's, who's Algerian. Mm. Is he Algerian? Yes. Who... who, who uh, who, who's also studying in the States. And this is quite an interesting point, actually. So they, so they, the film starts with this scene with the, with Adam, the central character and his university friend, who's, who's from Algeria. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they, they meet up with Saeed, then they go and see a Gershwin concert. Um, and then they're both going to fly back home. So, um, so Adam's flying back to Egypt and the other guy who's going to forget is flying back to Algeria. And, the, the, the guy who's going back to Algeria says, oh, well, I'm going back to where terrorism is is already active and you're going back to see it, it starting. I think yes. there's some, some, some phrase like that. And then, then, you, then you don't you don't actually see that guy again, really, but then, until you find out 
quite late in the film that, that he's that he that he's been killed, yes. and um, and th- and then you see this recreation of, um, of of this massacre where where he died, and that kind of you know calls back really to to Jumilla the Algerian. The, yes. There's massacre scenes there. It's, it's, it's so it's quite interesting. It, it, it sort of uh, and that's the, the, those sorts of points, and also what happens at the end. There's kind of bloodbath at the end. Um, is that to, to me? It's sort of that's why while I was watching the early parts of the film, I was kind of thinking, what the hell is going on here? But after watching the film and just thinking about it afterwards, it, it sort of worked. And I think it's because you realise that there's this serious intent going on there, yes. but he's framing it within this kind of uh, ludicrous melodrama. It's very high camp melodrama. Well, it's a com- but just to agree with you, but also to add, because I think the thing that made me reevaluate the f- the film was two things really. You know, the first is I was never bored. You know, usually <laughs> like when I'm watching, you know, African films or foreign films or whatever, <laughs> you know, you watch half an hour, you pause. Yeah, like. You know, you try to figure ways into the film. This one, it was like watching an ap- an episode of Dynasty. You're just in it. Yeah, right? I mean, uh, there was some, I mean, there was there was just some really fun scenes and and, and and some really shocking scenes. And we should come to this shocking scene. But I'll, I'll talk about my my favorite fun scene, which is the one I did the video of. Was was the bit at the disco. At, the, at the party? The disco, that is the worst basically... disco music I have ever heard. Yeah, there's this terrible band playing, and this American girl who's badly dubbed who um, uh, Adam's mother has tried to pair him off with. She just goes up to the band saying, I'm so bored of fucking Bolero. Yes, Do you know any Tesco or reggae? <laughs> <laughs> and they start playing this disco song and she does this terrible disco dance. But it's just, I mean, it is exactly like the kind of bad disco scenes that you get in, in primetime soap operas. And the other thing, I'm just coming back to the primetime soap opera thing, is one of the things I love about American primetime soap operas is... Um, unconvincing headlines in, in newspapers. Yeah. So someone will hold, so like in Dallas or whatever, someone holds up a newspaper saying, you know, turmoil at all Barron's board or, you know, uh-huh. oil magnet J.R. Ewing visits, uh-huh. uh, visits Arkansas, which is a, like the kind of headline you would never get. Yes. And here you get that kind of thing because someone holds up a paper and it's like, you know, famous American philanthropist visits Egypt or something. Yeah. And it's just but, stupid. Yeah. I, so for me, Kind of what was interesting was that it had that excessive narrative that kept you hooked mm. throughout. But also after you'd finished watching it, you know, when you were trying to 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 put what you thought was a completely ridiculous and absurd film, the more you thought about it retrospectively, the more interesting it became. Mm. And the more that it kind of required you to put pieces together, right? So yeah, you know, yeah. a Clinton's visit on the news, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, the way... exa- exactly. You're right because it for- it forces you to think about. Yeah, it, it forced me to think about. You know, because this is 1999. You know, it's two years before nine one what nine eleven. But you'd already had. You know, there, there had already been. Um, you know, Islamic terrorist attacks in various places. And so it forces you to a to think about what the, um, you know, what had happened by 1999, but also to think about what happened in the intervening two years. Yes. I mean, you know, the idea that, for, for you know, for instance, that the you know the the um, the brother of the of the journalist was you know in running or involved in this Islamic terrorist cell, it then makes you think about. Um, about bin laden yes. and you know from a very privileged family because when i initially when i initially read read summaries of this film i thought the I, when i mentioned heard mentions of the brother i thought it was like actually the the brother of you know the, like the brother of the rich family yes. which would have been essentially like a bin laden figure but so to think about that and think about what what, what was he war- you know because he's warning you about this stuff right that, that happened yes, <laughs> yes you know, it is. it's stuff that did happen I mean, in the next two yes years. the film can be seen as prescient in that way you know, with the rise of fundamentalism, the religious intolerance, mm. um, the struggles between, you know, a global culture of which the very rich are part of, you know, mm. but what happens in the rest of the country. I mean, you know, because that in itself, I think, is also very, very interesting, right? Because yeah. the film makes this homology. So the very beginning of the film, you know, the heroine's uncle is looking for this hotel and they've laid out lots of 
you know, it's been sold to a conglomerate and they've laid off all the staff. Mm. And, you know, so actually for ordinary people, things are harder and harder and harder. The traditional way of doing things also does no longer work. So he tries to get a job for a friend of his who's a computer, you know, mm. programmer. And the guy, you know, the new owner basically tells him off, you know, kind of for even suggesting something like that. So old customs are dead. Yeah, but mm. actually uh, uh, talent or skill or education is still no longer enough, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, internal assets have been sold off, but sold off to, you know, global anonymous. Yeah, so the film is mm. dramatizing all of that in ways that you don't initially get, but that's form a patterning that cohere into a kind of a critique and yeah, into an argument. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and, and exactly that's why because I, I mean I, I watched it on I watched it last night and it's sort of it's kind of coalesced in my head the, to, <laughs> to make more sense than it than it did yesterday. Yes. And I, you know I, th I think you know, it's a film I'll watch again because it because it's sort of when you're watching it I, you, you just think you know, these, these ludicrous things are happening and then so and then suddenly you know there'll, there'll be some fantasy sequence and 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 so that they're you know that one of the plots is around you know the building of this this interfaith um community and this guy's standing on a mountain and just looks out over where it's going to be built and suddenly you get this animated sequence of him imagining what this thing's going to look like and also you get and again calling back to things like the land you get some some animation of you know water flowing into the into the desert and irrigating the desert um and the, some yeah some the, and again these things that you can't work out is this just because of money or is this deliberate there's a the, you know, the, the sequence where adam is flying back to um uh to egypt and you get this terrible special effect of a, of a toy plane flying through the clouds but i but was that deliberate or not? i don't know well but there's an it's not just flying into a clouds but bombing towers yeah, yeah. So, which actually, to me, really brought up like uh, uh, 9 11. Yeah, mm -hmm. so kind of, you know, it was, I don't know, like this game, but this game of an, of an air force that had the, the power to destroy yeah. these skyscrapers, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, yeah, the, the, you know, the idea that this, you know, this millionaire woman was just as a, uh, for, uh, you know, for her own personal reasons, was, was funding this terrorist group. Because she didn't really see, yeah, you know, she didn't understand the big picture. It is sort of, and you just think, well, to, yeah, because the, 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 there were all sorts of stuff around nine eleven and around where that funding was coming from, yes. and, and it really, it, yeah. So you think, well, yeah, he's kind of warning about something here that was happening, yes. you know, um, yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's interesting that um, the mother at the end of the film ends up in New York. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's somebody who will be at ease in New York. Yeah. So yeah. she's loved, she's lost what she loved most. But on the other hand, she has a place in other places in a way that, you know, the young kids who chose Egypt don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exa exactly. Uh, and that's, an, there's another interesting thing about, we were talking about class divisions. Um, because I was thinking, the, the, there's a whole thing. Um, and the the sequence on the plane, so Adam is flying. I I'm not sure if he's flying economy or like premium economy or whatever, but basically the business the the American guy is at the front of the plane, uh, and they get it. They're getting first pick of the copies of Time, yes. you know, and then they come back on the plane. And there's more people crammed in, but it's still quite a nice, comfy environment. So it probably it's not probably not cattle class, you know. It's probably well, probably rich, you know. So. Yeah, he's rich, but he's not in first class. Yeah. He's rich, but he's not that rich. That's the thing. And so the Americans are in first class. He's in, you know, business class or whatever. Um, and then when they, there's this whole thing when they, when the plane's landing, uh, the stewardess is in the first class environment, and she's going around personally to all the all to everyone saying. I'm really glad we arrived. Here's your coat, blah, 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 blah. And then they go back to the cabin that Adam's in and the stewardess is like, sit down, yes, don't, don't, don't move, don't get off the plane, you know, and, and it's sort of, well, but, that, but those are two classes of people. They're both quite comfortable sets of people, you know. This is not like economy tourist class. Yes. And so that's, it's kind of interesting that you've got 
I guess, you know, Adam, who you then realise is very rich because where yeah. his mother lives, but he's not rich enough to be in that front bit of the play. Well, I don't know. I mean, that has to refer to something else because the film very clearly tells us that he's one of the richest people in Egypt, right? Like Yeah, but the people at the front of the plane are the Americans. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. I get so, that, yeah. right? So and I'm uh, sure it's referring much more to that, right? Yeah. I Even the very richest people, you know, in Egypt don't rank very high in this new yeah, world yeah. order. Um, so, but, you know, those were all kind of um, fascinating aspects of the film. The film is a real condemnation of money, but money in, I suppose, uh, uh, it's, it's glitziest sense. So, you know, there's lots mm. of close-ups of, of jewels, of diamonds, of, yeah, you know, there's this class that's overtaking kind of Egypt that doesn't care about the country, but that only cares about mm. glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that is like recurring images of bracelets and rings and diamonds. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, necklaces. Yeah. And actually, the mother giving the daughter-in-law the necklace that she then tears off mm. and breaks. You know, there is a whole kind of symbolism around yeah, yeah. shiny yeah. things. Um, yeah. So. So, uh, I think yeah, we should talk about the, the 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 really uncomfortable bit, which is the 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 rape essentially. Yes. Where um, so there's this whole sequence where um, the so the the young couple they're very much in love they're married and then the the the, the wife has written this news story about the about the parents being swindlers essentially and her yeah the husband is kind of, yeah okay he's not he's not happy that his parents are being maligned in this way and there's this big fight and he she then says okay and, and I think he says okay you know you. You, you need to do what I tell you. You're my wife, blah blah. And she she then comes in saying, "Okay, you want?" To she suddenly appears and, and says, "You want you want a slave? Here you go." And she's wearing the full kind of, uh, you know, hijab, or whatever yeah. it is, hijab. Yeah. Um, he which he then rips off, and then basically, it, I mean, it's it's not graphically filmed, but it's 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 clear that that a rape happens there. It's not just um, that. I mean, what's terrible is that he beats her, he rapes her. She leaves him, but then she's completely in love with him, mm. right? Which and uh, yeah, and and that's really it's really uncomfortable, and it, it and it's sort of and it's not it, it it's never referred to. Um, there's an interesting so there's an article I found, and I, I don't agree with this interpretation, but it's in it, but but I will throw it out there because it's interesting, <clears throat> and I'll send you the link. Yeah. And it, it it it's a guy who 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 he was kind of talking about Shaheen's late films and essentially wasn't very keen on Shaheen's late films, no. which, you know, um, certainly in comparison to his earlier films, um, he didn't like destiny. So uh, firstly, I disagree with that. Cause I thought destiny was, was <laughs> brilliant, but he didn't like destiny. So he's forget he's, but, but he, 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 he talks about that rape sequence and he then says on, on reflection, Based on what happens later in the film, because there are there, there are parts of the film where you think you've seen something happen, and then you realise that what you're seeing is some is the character imagining what has happened, and so see, sequences like the the bit you mentioned where she draws about the curtains and the, and the film's playing, yes. or the or, or or where you know where they they imagine they're on the Eiffel Tower, or where. Uh, you know, the guy imagines he's seeing the the um, interfaith community being built. So this guy, this guy's interpretation is that actually the 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 the, the, the beating and the rape is um, is not what really happened. It's what it's one of the characters imagining something that might have happened, and that's why they never refer to it. And I, I actually don't agree with that interpretation. No. I think it did it it did happen. I think this is something that it, it, it's uh, essentially, I would say it's, um, and we've talked about this, about some of the other films, it's an uncomfortable fact about the difference in sexual politics. It is. Um, and actually, both with Shaheen, the culture he made the films for, and I think our own culture, you know, because I think our own culture, which is a liberal elite Western one, uh, sets particular readings on it mm. as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, 
uh, um, I suppose, you know, a lot of women who experience situations like that, you know, and return yeah, and continue mm. relationships with men like that, obviously don't interpret it in the way, you know, that kind of some feminist prescriptions would like them to. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. you could argue that those women are wrong and they're victimized by all kinds of things. And, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of truth into it in, in that, you know, but we are kind of speaking about patriarchal cultures where the men have all the power and there's no question about that. And where those relations are negotiated in ways that are different than we would. I'm not trying to excuse the film. Mm. I'm just trying no. to argue for. Uh, the way that it's dramatized in the film and the aftermath of that, because the aftermath of that is that in fact, they both love each other and that's just a horrible incident and they get over it, right? Like, and it doesn't yeah. ruin their love, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, is that Shaheen being insensitive or, you know, not too aware of sexual politics? I mean, that would kind of contradict the majority of his oeuvre, yeah? Because I think mm. he has been mm. uncommonly nuanced in those things. Or, you know, is, is there a different way of reading it? I'm not sure. I'm speaking through my hat, you know, and maybe yeah. like, you know, uh, some people listening to this would say, my God, you know, it's terrible what happens. It is terrible what happens. Um, it is, I, I found, yeah, I, I found it, uh, yeah, it, it's a very shocking sequence. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it, it's, it seemed quite odd that after that, you know, they're still in love and this guy is still the hero of the film. It, it, yes. Um, um, but it, you know, and there's no question that he is, and there's no question mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, uh, he loves her and she loves him. You know, he basically yeah. kind of gets himself killed trying to rescue her, uh, and so on and so forth. But it's, it's something that sits very uneasily. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah? It's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 absolutely. I mean, I, I, it's, it's weird to our eyes. Um, it's certainly something it, that in a, in a contemporary Western film is unimaginable. Uh, abs yeah, um, abs absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and I think that's the best that we <laughs> can say really, though I'd be very what's, curious. But what's, yeah. What's interesting is that, so, so as with, as with Destiny, this seems to have got some degree of cinema release in the States. Mm. Um, and so there, there are, um, I, I couldn't find as much about this as I found about Destiny, but I found two reviews, which I'll, I'll send you the links, one from Variety and one from the New York Times. The Variety one was quite dismissive, but New York, New York Times actually, actually did, did like it. Um, and, and both kind of... Um, similar to the reviews of destiny kind of got what he was trying to do uh. i think sort of made the point well you this may look a bit odd to western eyes but it you know it you know he, th these are the points he's making it makes it well he's doing this within a frame of of of, of blood melodrama um kind of making like i think making like a practice dynasty which is, as you say might might reflect sort of um you know a limited viewpoint on, on what the influences are but also i think is kind of a way of it's a good shorthand to explain it to a to an American audience or, or, or a British audience or whatever. Because I can see if I yeah because because actually if I was trying to describe this film to someone that hadn't seen a Shaheen film, I, I, I would use Dynasty <laughs> as a reference point yeah. because people would understand that sure. and it, yeah because it because and they would watch and think oh okay yeah I get I, I get what this is trying to do. Whereas clearly that I'm, I'm sure that Dynasty was not in Shaheen's mind when he was making the film. Well, it was whatever whatever the the Egyptian equivalent it was. Might, but, it but might have the, been. The, I mean, we yeah. you know, we don't know that. I mean, for all we know, you know, Dynasty was the most popular show yeah. in Egypt uh, in the but, 1990s. But the, <laughs> but the point the the point I was going to come to is that I don't think either of those American reviews that I found made any comment about that rape scene. True. So, um, you know, in 1999, that scene was not perhaps seen as 
problematic yes. in a way that it is now. I'm not sure it was problematic, that's... but the less, but but it is interesting. That, 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 I think now you would mention it. It's, inter it's interesting. I think what you're saying, and I think you're right. Um, but I just want to get back to the point that you know, and you can see me bristling about about Dynasty, right? Because mm. you know, and I loved it, and I was a fan when it came out, you know, and also though you know, I was also like 15 or whatever, uh, you know. But it kind of rankles a little bit with me, and the reason why is because, you know, nowhere in Dynasty do you have the class analysis, the gender analysis, the, you know, the, the nuances of class structure, you know, the, the, the sincere kind of um, speculation, you know, for a land and its people that you get here. Yeah, like, you know, the film is just on such a different level oh, of insight no, no, no. and complexity I, that it just rankles. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, no, I think, that I, I, I think you're right, but I, but I think it, it's reasonable to say he's using that, that structure yeah, yeah. In, in order to make this serious point. No, I but get you, thing, and, and, and also I agree with you. I, I'm just kind but, of... Uh, but the, <laughs> the, other, the, the, the other thing is, and, this is, and again, this is, this is something that only occurred to me this afternoon, is that um, there's a whole? <laughs> yeah, this is re this is really tragic because I I did watch a lot of Dynasty, but basically, <laughs> um, Joan Collins' character in Dynasty, Alexis, has this long lost son yes. who is called Adam, as which is the name of the yes, character yes. in this film, who who gets ends up getting married to. Uh, I think she's called Kirby, and she's like the daughter of the butler, so she's like from the wrong side of the tracks, and and he rapes her, ah. and and it's and it, so it's kind of uh, so so Shaheen name, has watched all these episodes. The, the names the, the names the same. It, it, it sort of, I mean, I'm, I, I you know, I'm not saying that's what, what this the is. The names but, but I think the same. It, I mean, it's but, fucking but Adam, is, you know. <laughs> yeah, but this is why. But yeah, this is why I, I was watching. Yeah, as I say, I was watching this film. And I was just thinking, yeah, that happened in Dynasty. That happened in Dallas. It's like th this is what happens in these big primetime soaps. Yeah. That's what I. Th that's clearly the structure he was using. I mean, the whole thing where, um, you know, the where Adam arrives back in Egypt and his mother takes him to the house and they drive up to this amazing huge house and it's just like here's our new mansion yeah. that we've just bought and it's just you know it is. That is just the kind of thing that happened in those in those shows, and I'm sure happened in the Egyptian equivalent of those shows. And it happens in all of the Douglas Sirk films of the 1950s, which yeah, Shane, yeah, yeah. you know, is just as likely to have seen. Um, mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I get what you're saying, uh, but yeah, <laughs> 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 actually, it's interesting. A Sirk would have had that melodramatic structure, the glossy sheen, mm. the emphasis on the clothes and the houses and so on, you know, but he would have used it to mean and to signify and to critique and so on, yeah. you know, in a, I, in a way that Dynasty didn't and in a way that Shaheen also does. You know. Yeah, but I do, I do think, um, kind of coming back to the style of the film, that I, you know, I, I don't think that, that it was as well as well made and as well framed and you know the the the, the camera work wasn't as good no. you know, as some of his earlier films it was just sort of uh you know there there were you know thinking about things scenes like like the yeah you know, there, there are bits where someone's standing on a balcony looking out over a party i mean that whole party sequence with the disco the whole kind of uh um, it wasn't staged you know, the, good enough wasn't staged well. I mean, it kind of looked like a TV movie yeah. in places. I mean, I mean, it had awkwardnesses. Again, you often see this in late Shaheen where you don't in early Shaheen, where, you know, the dancing or the movement is just amateurish, mm. right? Or the placement of people or the, the moving of crowds through space feels unchoreographed or, you know, quickly put together or, yeah, it, the film does have that feel of, mm -hmm. you know, which I'm attributing to lack of money or a relative lack of money, but it just doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. on that note, so a film that's made us think a lot, that we've grown to love, 
you know, that had us talking for almost an hour, but that still yeah. doesn't feel quite right. <laughs> it's not top saying. <laughs> it's not. And I, and I think if you've not... But basically, I, I wouldn't make this the last Shaheen you watch. Mm. But luckily, we have plenty more to watch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all very much for listening. We are the Youssef Shaheen podcast. Uh, and we will return uh, in a week's time or so with we're not sure what yet, though we do have a program. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> بحبها وفي قلبي ساكن حبها يا ريت يا شو يا ريت يا شو توصل لها ويحس بيا قلبها بحبها 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 قلبي ساكن حبها يا ريت يشوق يا ريت يشوق توصل لها ويحس بيا قلبها بحبها بحبها بكره خلاص هقول لها روحي لها Yeah, I'm